Hello, everybody. I'm Brayden. This is the Business Beautiful Edition of the Dreamers Cures Podcast, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sam. It's so great to be here. Hi, Brayden. Each week, we will come to you live from the Lovers Campus, where you'll hear interviews from our youngest entrepreneurs, who will inspire, educate, and give you an awesome step or action step to help you in your leadership and business. The Biz Bureau Podcast is partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce Advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community and is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank. They, in our whose purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank to help seeing our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. So let's get into our interview with our first dreamer, juror, Ralph Sisney. An award-winning poet, Ralph Sisney is the author of Prudence in Hollywood and Other Stories, the novel Angel City Singles, and the poetry collection Don't Be Shy. A lifelong advocate of yoga, Sisney published Will of Golf, Mastering the Mind-Body Connection in 2001. A native Californian, Ralph Sisney grew up in an Oklahoma military family that encouraged his interest in creative writing. After graduation from the University of Oklahoma School of Journalism, he worked in the advertising agency business for several years, launched his creative strategist consultancy, and moved to Southern California, where he helped build many industry-leading health and fitness brands, including Stairmasters, Sports, Medical Products. Through his Morgan, Morgan Road Publishing Company, Sisney has edited and published the work of Frank Natale, Natal, his men, friend and mentor, including The Circle of Life, Relationships, Relationships for Life, and Results. The Willingness to Create, uh, he emphasized self-discovery, personal responsibility, and choices, path, you know, conscious living, and spiritual growth. Sisney lives in Oklahoma, where he writes, plays golf, and volunteers as a creative skills life mentor. He is a lifetime member of the National Eagle Scout Association. That is quite a bio. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Great to be with you. I am, I'm so happy just to be able to have this interview. And, you know, this is coming off. We're having a great time at our summer leadership camp, and so I'm glad we catch you. So, we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast, so our favorite, favorite question to ask is, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or doer? Well, it's a combination of both. You have to have a vision for something before you can create it. Mm. So that's the, the first step in the process. Yeah, and so when it comes down to it, do you, do you find yourself doing more or dreaming, do you think? Well, I dream every night. Sometimes I wake up, <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, wow, what was that? And, uh, you know, our unconscious mind is basically kind of a food processor for all of the things that are floating around uh, in our subconscious. So, uh, no, I'm more of a doer. I've always had a list of things to do mm-hmm. and checking them off and making a new list. I like that. I like that Same lot. here. I have a planner when I'm home. So, back to the question, what was life for you when you were growing up? Well, my father was a military officer, so we moved frequently. Um, we were uh, in California when I was born, and gee, five years later, my mother said she was sick of moving every other year, so... We moved back to Oklahoma, where they were both from. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. My dad was a very creative guy, and my mother, a very creative person. And uh, so we had a lot of fun. My dad died when I was 10, though, and that was um, I, I, what I would call a, a deep wound uh, that a lot of the you know, kids I've interacted with that love works, uh, everybody has some significant trauma that sort of drives their life in one direction or another, and dealing with that trauma, I think, is one of the more significant things that, as coaches and counselors, that we, we deal with. But uh, that was it for me because he was my best friend. So from after that point, I really sort of hyper-focused on 
what I knew at that point was the meaning of life, which is really being of service to other people. Mm. Yeah, I love that a lot. And kind of going, you know, staying in that, like, time frame, you know, we, I feel like we all have, like, that dream job. And so if we kind of dive in, like, what was your first dream job? And did it have anything to what you're doing now? It had everything to do. Uh, it's interesting because I'm older, um, but I woke up a couple of weeks ago and I go, wow, this is exactly what I intended to do at this point in my life. Once my, I mean, I still have clients. I still do marketing work. Um, I'm still doing some writing. But at this point in my life, I considered the most important things I was going to be doing would be coaching younger people, um, mentoring, um, writing, and playing golf. I, I've been playing golf since I was 14 years old. So uh, I played baseball every year uh, up until I was 16. I broke my thumb. And when the cast came off, I go, you know, I'm going to have to choose. So I chose golf. So Fun. Cool, cool, cool. So starting your own publishing company is no easy task at all. So what was your journey like getting there? Well, uh, going back to childhood, I always, uh, when my son was uh, a teenager, um, he said, Dad, I'm bored. And I said, excuse me? He said, I'm bored. I said, well, I heard what you said. I don't quite understand what you mean because I've never experienced boredom. My imagination uh, always sort of carried me away. I could just sit and look at the clouds for an hour. You know, I was like weird that way. But uh, one of the things that I tell my mentees here at LoveWorks is that uh, you are totally unique. There's never been anyone like you before, nor will there ever be again. It's that singularity, once you recognize it, that you realize that I don't have to parrot somebody else's behavior or fashion or whatever. I can just be free to be myself. But uh, I was writing at, at a young age, and uh, gee, I think I published my first story in high school in our little journal. So, uh, but I did advertising and marketing, and, and that is really, you, you start with a plan. The plan has to be written. Uh, the plan has to be executed. That takes creative work. So the publishing thing took time, but also it involved being a reader. I was a voracious reader as a young person and through high school. I mean, I didn't have to. <laughs> the English teachers didn't have to tell me to read the books. I was already reading them, so. Yeah. So kind of like getting into this, you know, you've, you've done it. You've started businesses. You, you've seen this kind of fru like fruition, and you've started a lot of things brand new. And so kind of going into our audience, a lot of our audience are, you know, middle school, high schoolers, younger, older, that have this drive to start something new. Might be a business, might be something who knows what. Maybe it's a book. And so what would be your advice you would give to those middle school, high schoolers, wherever they are at life, that want to start something new? Well, I, I uh, gee, I, I, I don't know how many uh, kids I've worked with here at LoveWorks, but each one of them in their own way is a genius. And so sort of what I work on encouraging them to do is to express their, their own hopes and dreams, and they're all unique. So just sort of like, you know, buy, buying into that. But as far as the business goes, gee, I was, I always had money because in those days you could take bottles to the, you know, grocery store and they'd give you, you know, money for them. I'd saved up enough money <laughs> to buy my own car, to pay cash for my own car when I turned 16, uh, just from, from that. But being frugal, and, you know, I got money for babysitting my little brother, which I should have got, I should have got double time for that. But uh, <laughs> uh, 
So being being frugal and being focused, but you know, business teaches you a lot of disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been self-employed for forty years. Uh, prior to that, I worked for ten years for other people, and the thing that was uh, special about me was I had unbelievable mentors. And looking back, you could say, "Oh, it was meant to be," or "It was destiny." No, I I pretty much chose them. I said, that guy has got it going on, so you know, what can I do to, to make your life easier? And so we can do this, this, and this. And the next thing you know, every once in a while, he was dropping a, a, a jewel of, of genius on me. And my mother was an amazing person, uh, very industrious, uh, very funny. Um, and I didn't realize until I got to OU that uh, we really, it was difficult. We didn't really have much money. And as soon as I turned 16, I started working because I, I didn't want to be wearing secondhand clothes. Uh, I wasn't embarrassed by it. I was glad to have a shirt, <laughs> but I wanted to have my own things and be able to, you know, choose my own path. So I was always writing. I was always doing creative things. I'm a painter, but I'm not, you know, I'm still working on it. That's in development. So in addition to the work you do to serve our community, can you tell us about the board you serve and why it's important just to give back to the community in general? The board that I serve? What do you- so I think you like we, like lifetime member, like you're very like yeah. into oh, the oh. community. Well, the, 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 the National Eagle Scout Association is something that at a certain point they send you an invitation to because um, you were an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. And I had two brothers that didn't start. They, they started, but they didn't finish. Um, so I, I had an observation as a young as a young person. There are a lot of things that people start and they don't finish. But I realized if you're going to start something, you need to commit to it 100%. And uh, I love scouting. I love being outdoors. I loved woodcraft and all that. And, you know, I became a patrol leader, then a senior patrol leader and a scout lifeguard. But those are all steps that you take. They're incremental. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother encouraged me all the way. So I was very fortunate to have... Uh, a mother who was uh, uh, a great mentor in her own right, and her younger sister was my spiritual mentor, and that probably I I, I had uh, a real good balance because my mother was very grounded and practical, and my aunt was very like you know spiritual and and uh, inspirational. So I would ask her, "What's the meaning of life?" And she just, <laughs> I I can't tell you that. That is something you have to discover for yourself which I found uh, amusing, amusing at one at some level and also <laughs> somewhat uh, frustrating. Yeah. But it's true. You have to discover what it is for you. No one else can tell you. I mean, your parents can't tell you. That's the thing about coming of age, being a teenager. When I was going through that period, I was going, wow. I was in my own world, but I realized, because I had a lot of friends and I played sports and all of that, it's like everybody was going through this weird, you know, chaotic period in their lives. Well, Guess what? It's been that way since the beginning of time. Um, so once you get through that, on the other side of that, all of a sudden, you know, you're having responsibilities and stuff. So what I've always encouraged younger people to do, especially, is to pursue, you know, creative things. Starting a business is super creative. It also requires a great deal of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, if you have a product or service that makes someone's life better or easier or inspires them or... Uh, uh, makes them happy, then, you know, go for it. I love it. You know, 
We, I love the whole idea of the Dreamers and Doers podcast because I feel like dreaming never really stops. And so I want to just, you know, gauge where you're at and just what dream are you working on right now? Well, this, <laughs> this summer camp ha- has, has been a dream. I've done this. I think this is, I've been working with LoveWorks for six or seven years doing after school. Uh, the summer camp is a week-long commitment. And uh, as you guys well know, they're long days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, um, yeah, I'm actually working on a book based on uh, the mentoring structure, but it's based on Frank Natale's results course, mm. uh, which is a course in creative consciousness. And one of the key lessons in that we worked on today, which is the, the creative or the results process. Mm. You have an idea, you take action on it, uh, the process goes its way, and it's, it's complete. Now, it could be a failure but actually, that's the magic of it. That's the opportunity for correction and refinement. Because every artist, every you know, inventor, Elon Musk, uh, Thomas Edison, Madame Curie, they all failed countless times. So uh, that's a word you should just sort of eradicate is like you reach a point, you realize, oh, this didn't work, so I'm going to have to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Love that a lot. That's great. So I play, I play golf, and I've been playing golf for since I was— 14, like I said earlier. But golf is the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. So I thought, well, if I can make this work, then I can just about do anything. Uh, but that's my barometer for, for kind of where I am with my ability to execute because I have a vision of a shot I want to hit, and then I practice countless hours, and then I just let the shot happen. Mm-hmm. I don't get in the way of it. I don't yeah. overthink it. Once I'm committed to the shot, you commit 100%. And most of the time it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. That's where you have to make a correction and adjust to, to say par or whatever. <laughs> Excellent golf metaphor, by the way. So speaking <laughs> about earlier, what's one life lesson that you wish someone in middle or high school told you when you were a kid? Um, open a mutual fund. Seriously, and put money into it every month. I mean, I saved. I had, I had money, don't get me wrong, but I didn't invest it. Uh, that's sort of a scary uh, thing for a lot of people. But I didn't have a, quote, financial mentor. I was always, I mean, cheap is kind of like not the right word. My older brother and sister would come to me for loans. I'd charge them 10% interest. If you want $10, you're going to have to pay me 11 back. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't a racket. I just said, that's the deal. And so— um, I made a little money doing that. Um, but the one thing that, seriously, to be really good with your money, not to say, okay, I've got $100, I'm going to go spend it. No, you know, you can, whatever it is you need. I mean, if it's something that's going to, look at it as, a, as an investment. That $100, if you bought a microphone, then you could, you know, have a piece of equipment to do a, a podcast, uh, as opposed to going out and spending $100 on, you know, uh, you know, gummy bears or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that, that, you're, that you're craving at the moment. So being disciplined, I think, is really important. Um, I was always pretty disciplined about that. But if I'd invested in things that uh, would create some passive income, that would be, that would be wise. Well, Ralph, thank you so, so much for your time. I know those who listened and those who just get to hear your wisdom are going to be better for it. So again, thank you so much. And thank you just for being so supportive and continued support LoveWorks. It really means a lot. 
Yeah, it's been one of the honors of my life. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course, of course. So, Sam, that was an awesome interview. What were some things that really stuck out to you? Something that stuck out to me was what he said that something that a middle or high school student yeah. wish said to him. Mm-hmm. Start a mutual fund. Yeah. Because I'm one of those, like, I see some money, go out and spend. <laughs> sure, I know my business, I put some of it back into my business, of course, in order to sell for the next time. But yeah. that's really inspirational. Yeah. I had to talk to my parents about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love the emphasis on, like, having good mentors. And, like, not just, you know, of course, sometimes mentors do just, like, pop in your life. Being intentional. Like, finding somebody who's doing something that you want to do. And like uh, the best thing I heard is like if you're chasing after somebody, somebody's chasing after it faster, make an introduction, right? And so I, I really love that like emphasis on mentors. And um, I think it's really powerful. And be intentional. Like if you find somebody doing what you want to do, could just be doing some errands. And those errands turn into some wisdom real quick. And so that's really good. So viewers, we'll be back next week with hope with some really amazing two business owners. Hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And you guys are awesome. You're already on the new page on Spotify, iCloud, wherever you find it. But if you know somebody who's not, or if you just want to share it, share the podcast with somebody. It could be, could be really inf- uh, uh, inspirational. We want to send another huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, and Lovers Leadership for, for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. Remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dream. Bye, y'all. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dreamers and Doers podcast, the Biz Boot Up edition, with our next guest, Mandels. Mandels is candles made by men, and they use colors and scents meant for masculinity. So, hello, Mandels. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. So, we're really excited to learn from you guys today. So, first, tell us each of your names, and what's your favorite smell? Uh, So, my name is Caleb, and the favorite smell that I liked was peppermint. My name is Trenum, and my favorite smell is probably pine trees. My name is Harmon, and mine is like fresh laundry. Fresh laundry. Nice. I like this. I like this. So can you tell us more about Mandels and how you guys got started? Uh, so we were just sitting in class while they were talking to us, and we were kind of running out of ideas, and it just popped in my head, and I was like, hey, maybe we could just do candles, and then we thought about it more, and we came to the realization hey, there's not many candles that are specifically geared towards men. So we thought we came up with the name Mandels, and we're like, we could just do this. And we uh, just made the candles, and we made it just for men, so... Yeah, That's no, true. so let's dig into that just a little bit more because, um, so I know you said they, so you guys were a part of a, a school experience, right? Yes, yes. And so I think on this particular day, LoveWorks came to your school and we told you all about entrepreneurship and then we probably gave you like five minutes to come up with some sort of business idea. Yeah. Um, and so what you started with was kind of identifying a problem. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that. So it's like you guys are creating something that doesn't really exist, right? And so tell me a little bit more about, about that. So, like, what doesn't exist, and what are you guys delivering with that? So, when you say, like, masculine colors or masculine scents that you're using, um, what does that look like? Uh, So, 
that what it looked like for us was there's maybe there's a lot of men who like the sense of candles and stuff that maybe there's women have but like it maybe all like bright colors and something that maybe someone might not want to have in their house to present to people like showing something that they might not want shown so we thought we could make something that would make them feel a little more comfortable with them having the candle going and people walking around the house or there wherever they're living and they could just it, it would make them feel more comfortable yeah so you're I, I like the the picture that you painted here so it's like maybe that's a, a guy <laughs> who has a home and he's like I don't really want to put this like really pink whatever it is you know flowery flowery one it's you know it's funny because I didn't realize that was a thing until I started I got a little bit older and I realized that people don't just use candles for scent but they also use them for actual decoration so that totally makes sense um, so what I'm wondering now um, is like we just said I mean you came up with this idea you had probably about five minutes to brainstorm and starting a business does not come without its own challenges and so I want to ask you um, you know what are some of the early challenges that you guys faced and how did you overcome those like we kind of started off late because Trenton went to Florida and then they had testing too and then so it was like we had to start off late and learning how to make candles for the first time oh yeah <laughs> that but it, it didn't stop you right so it's like something that one you first identified the problem you saw something and then it wasn't just like well we've never made candles so we're not going to do that um, but instead you guys learned and figured figured that that side of it out um, so that's good that's good yeah so what was a surprise or something you didn't expect when starting your company it can be either from like pitching your business or even making the candles so there's actually a lot more to the process than you would think believe it or not you have to double boil the wax and the way that works is you have uh, a big pot with water in it and you boil that water and then you stick a smaller pot with the wax in it and that melts the wax more evenly so that it doesn't burn uh, another thing was learning how to put the the wick in which was it took a lot longer than we were all expecting and then <laughs> figuring out how to color and dye that the certain parts of the candle and put the scents in as well that's interesting and how long does it take you to make a candle it took us about 30 minutes 30, hour. 30 we, minutes to an hour for a single candle because they were uh, they were multi-scented so we had to wait for one layer of wax to dry yeah to put the other scented layer in so it, it just took that much longer because we had multiple scents in it yeah that's super cool though I like that and uh, it is so it's totally it's part of starting any business is kind of figuring out the kinks and, and things like that um, so now that you guys have done it like what do you feel like you want to do next is it like a new scent is it kind of nailing things down um, yeah what do you what do you feel like is your next step of development definitely expanding uh, the variety of scents that we have and the variety of sizes that we have because the, the candles that we made were just little sample candles mm -hmm. and they're only about eight ounces so maybe expanding that to maybe 12 ounces or even more uh, so that we can fit more scents into that and just you know refining the scents making sure that they're marketed correctly yeah yeah nice and for our last question what was one of your favorite things about starting your business um definitely uh being able to grow closer to the people you're making them with and uh I, we learned something new we, we know how to make candles yeah. now <laughs> 
they might not look the greatest, but we can say we've done it and we know how to do it. We all start somewhere. That's we great. all start somewhere. You gotta save the picture for like you know three years from now when yeah. you like fully have everything, your perfect label and all that, and so where you started to to where you are now. So, Mandels, thank you guys so much for your time and and joining us today. And really glad that you guys got to be a part of this experience. And I'm just excited to see kind of what what the next thing is for you guys. And hopefully, uh, yeah, there are more men and women who can <laughs> who can buy Mandels. Um, I dig it. Thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. Thank you.